How often does a job that should only take an hour end up taking four hours? Do you often have trouble focusing, staying energized and motivated? Or maybe you just even have difficulty sitting down and getting your work done. Well, I don't know about you, but I hate it when a task that I have ends up dragging out for half of the day when really it should have been done in a fraction of the time. So if you're anything like me, then you're probably interested in learning how to improve your mental focus and clarity while increasing your productivity, which means that you are in the right place, my friend, because on today's episode, we will talk about my favorite practices to finish a task in a timely manner, stop procrastinating, my favorite supplements and foods for mental performance, and what Parkinson's law is, and much more. This is the Elemental Evan podcast, and I'm your host, Evan Roberts, but more importantly, I am just someone who really truly cares about both your health and mine, especially as someone who has dealt with gut issues growing up as a kid. So it's my goal with this podcast to break down health topics from a holistic and simplified approach so that everyone can understand these different health topics and more importantly, walk away from these episodes with knowledge that you can actually apply to your life. Now, today's episode isn't, I guess, specifically, you know, in the direction of health, but it definitely is, in my opinion, in the realm of wellness, because our ability to be productive and to get things done throughout our day and make the most of not just our days, but our life and actually amount to something plays a huge role in our wellness, our mental health, and also just feeling like we're being productive and doing something with our lives, which can have a huge benefit for our mental health. So truthfully, the productivity portion of our lives and how well we can accomplish a task and really make something of our day, in my opinion, is super beneficial for our mental health as well as just our overall well-being. Now, I personally over the years have definitely had my um, spouts of, you know, procrastination and difficulty getting tasks done and you know, even to this day, it's still something that occurs regularly. Uh, but now the difference is that I have tools in my tool belt that I can actively apply to all of these different tasks to help get them done in a timely manner and feel that I am not wasting time, but rather getting the tasks done that I need to get done right away in a timely manner so that I can then go ahead and enjoy the rest of my day. So on this podcast, I'm going to go ahead and share a few of these tips and tricks that I've discovered. And the very first one starts off with, if you want to have a good day or you know just be a top performer in your day, that means you need to start the night before. Everything that, you know, basically having a good day literally starts the night before. You have to get amazing sleep. That's what I mean by having a good night. You have to have amazing sleep to be a top performer. I don't know about you, but if you've ever had like five hours of sleep or maybe even less, which is not a good idea, you definitely feel it throughout the entirety of your day, right? Like you're just not mentally as sharp. It's harder for you to recall certain memories or names or just whatever you need to, you know, it, random information that you might need to call on as well. Your energy levels are probably going to be really, really low for that day. So truthfully, if you want to have a really good day and be completely just mentally on top of it and just crushing it throughout the entirety of your day, then you have to get incredible sleep. And if you are not taking precautions to make sure that you are setting yourself up for a good eight hours of sleep 
in your bed, right? Like actually in bed, getting a full eight, then you really need to focus there. On other podcast episodes, I've even spoken about how if you go a certain amount of time without sleep, so sleep deprivation, you can actually have the mental abilities of someone who is slightly intoxicated. So, of course, none of us want to be, you know, trying to get through all of these different tasks at a slightly intoxicated cognitive level, right? We want to be at the top performance so that we can really uh, show up as our best self in every single thing that we do. And that all starts with our sleep. So if you are not getting good sleep, start there. And if you're curious on how to improve your sleep, go ahead and check out some of the other episodes that I've done on this show where I dive a little bit deeper into sleep. Now, number two is going to be about morning rituals, which is a question or a topic that tons of people are debating or have been debating um, in recent months, I would say. And really, the question is to morning ritual or not, or to not morning ritual. And in my opinion, I think it really just depends on you. Um, there is a benefit in having a morning ritual, but I think a morning ritual can also become uh, detrimental. So if you have a morning ritual that takes you like two or two and a half hours every single morning, that morning ritual is probably way too long and needs to be shortened down or maybe just thrown out altogether. Um, morning rituals can, in a way, become a form of procrastination as well. So instead of actually being something that sets us up for a good day, it can actually be something that is, you know, setting us up for a shortened bad day and a day that just feels like it doesn't have enough time in the day for us to get all the tasks done that we need to get done. So in terms of a morning ritual, I would say ideally you don't want to go over an hour for your morning ritual. That way, you know, you can get a lot done within that hour and just really be really on top of everything that you're doing for your morning ritual. So it can be very timed, um, but provide a lot of benefit. So for example, for myself, I do have a morning ritual, which I haven't really been doing recently, and that's totally fine. Life has gotten super busy for me. Uh, work has just been crazy. And I've been getting up super early. So while I would love to have a morning ritual, I understand that the first thing I mentioned on the show was get good sleep. That is really the most important thing here. So I have been prioritizing that more than my morning ritual. But nonetheless, when I did have a morning ritual, or if I do have some time in the morning, um, the things that I do still do as a morning ritual is first off, I do love to read some kind of text in the morning, right? Uh, typically, it's a, I don't know, a health or I guess you could say, quote unquote, like a self-help type book. Um, I love the Ryan Holiday um, stoic philosophy type books as well in the morning. And so if I have the time, I'll do like 10 pages of reading in the morning. If I don't have the time, but I still want to do a little reading, I'll literally just read a page or two. And uh, that's still something that I feel is beneficial, uh, specifically with, you know, these Ryan Holiday, like stoic philosophy texts. Um, there's a lot of benefit in few words. Uh, so that's always a great book to read, even if you don't have a ton of time. And then the second thing is meditation. Meditation is huge. Back in the day, I literally was doing 30 minutes every morning. Um, I obviously don't have that much time right now. So uh, when I do meditate, it typically is only about five or 10 minutes in the morning. But it is so important that I make sure that that if if anything, that one is included over all of the others, because personally, meditation is 
truly a time for you to quiet the mind and just sort everything out, right? And it also helps you to uh, become more of a single-pointed focused person because you have a lot of mental chatter and your ability to sift through all of that and let it go and focus on the task at hand, which during meditation is just being present, it really helps you throughout the day in whenever you're going through a task and you've got all these different things in your mind and you're thinking all these crazy thoughts and whatnot, it helps you to really sift through those and just focus on the thing that is most important. Um, meditation is one of my favorite practices and I hope you give it a try if you aren't already trying it out. And then last but not least is doing some exercise in the morning. So exercise is one of the best ways to really just flip your brain on and it really does, yeah, like it, it might drain your body a little bit physically, but man, does it just kick the brain on like nothing else. It truly is like almost like a drug in that sense. So if I have a ton of work to do or I just know that, you know, I'm going to have a good four hour block of a ton of things that I need to get through. Sometimes I actually like to just do a pretty quick but rigorous workout right before it. Um, and that typically tends to kick my brain on. So in the morning when I was doing my morning rituals, sometimes I would just go for a walk, which even that would help to turn on the brain and kind of get things moving. But actually doing something like a jog in the morning, and it really doesn't have to be a long jog, like 10 or 15 minutes jogging can be absolutely sufficient. And that right there would be enough to really get the brain going and get me ready and prepped to do some work uh, for that morning. So if you are interested in doing a morning ritual, those are three practices that I would highly recommend if you're going to do any practices. Of course, you can add or take away whatever you like and whatever works best for you. But once again, we really don't want to have this morning ritual take up more than about an hour of our morning because after that point, it really does just start to eat in our, into our day and take away from time that we could be putting towards the actual tasks that we're trying to accomplish. And, uh, you know, the morning ritual is supposed to prep us for that, not take away from it. So the morning ritual, totally up to you. If you have the time for it, then go for it. But if you see that it is eating into um, your morning and it's really just taking time away from your day, then feel free to absolutely get rid of it. It's not something that is absolutely necessary. Uh, number three is going to be the Pomodoro technique and Parkinson's law. These two things have been game changer for me in terms of being productive. Uh, first off, starting with Parkinson's law. If you haven't heard of this before, um, here is a treat for you. I absolutely love this. So Parkinson's law pretty much states that a task will take up the amount of time that it's given. So how often have you, you know, had like two things to do for the entire day. And for some reason, those two tasks take literally the entire day, right? I mean, it could be like just super simple, like cleaning up the house and ordering a couple things online. And, you know, if you really were pressed for time, you could probably accomplish those in literally like an hour and a half. Maybe it's not perfect, but you could get it done in an hour and a half. But if you have the entire day, it's like, you're looking through the different drawers, going through stuff, taking your time, moseying around and just, you know, really like just eating up the time of the day, right? And so truly, I believe when you have a task, if you don't give it a set time limit, 
it is going to take up more time than it needs to. So this leads me to the Pomodoro technique, which is something I really love utilizing uh, when I have, you know, just a pretty good task list to get through. And the Pomodoro technique is basically this. If you have a task, you got to size it up first. So let's say uh, you got to send some emails and you're like, okay, there's a pretty good amount of emails. This is probably going to take me like 30 minutes. Well, the Pomodoro technique is where you take a task and you break it down into uh, work sessions. So for me, I typically do a 30 minute session, uh, but some people like to do like 10 or 15 minute sessions. So for the sake of answering emails, that should take 30 minutes. Uh, maybe you break this down into 15 minute sessions. So you pull out a timer, probably on your phone, uh, don't get distracted by pulling out your phone and then go in there, set a timer, 15 minutes. And once you hit start, you do not get up until that timer goes off. Not even, I mean, like if you really, really have to go pee or something like that, go for it. But really you should be at your desk, not touching anything that is not related to those emails. I don't care if it's something that's still pretty important, something you have to do later, um, Instagram, whatever, any distractions you could think of, someone uh, calls you on the phone, uh, whatever it may be, there is supposed to be zero distractions. And for those 15 minutes, you are absolutely dialed in on your task. And then after those 15 minutes, you take a short little five or 10 minute break, and then you come right back to it for another 15 minutes to completely, in this case, finish answering all of these emails, right? So hopefully it would just take those 30 minutes, right? Uh, just those two 15 minute sessions. Uh, if it's gonna take longer, then that's okay. You can just add on a session or vice versa. If you co uh, completed it faster than 30 minutes, then cool, now you just move on to your next task. But this is really awesome because in a world full of distractions, it is so incredibly easy to be sidetracked. So whatever type of session you wanna use, 10, 15, 20, 30 minute intervals, whatever it may be, find which one works best for you. And then your little breaks in between shouldn't be super long. Um, five to 10 minutes is usually where you should pretty much keep that. Um, let's say for example, you're having um, a task that's gonna take you like two hours. Okay, well at the one hour mark, you can go ahead and take a longer break. You can maybe take a, two, a 20 minute or a 30 minute break there and just really kind of give yourself a moment to, to you know rest and reset and all that good stuff. Uh, but this has been extremely, extremely effective for me in accomplishing tasks in a very short amount of time and making sure that I'm not allowing these tasks to eat up more time than they really should. So the Pomodoro technique, once again, that's the technique that I use. And then Parkinson's law was the law of a task taking up the time that it's given. So those are incredible and I highly recommend you implement those into your life as well. Now, I've had people also mention, and I go through this as well, you know, what do you do when you're just absolutely exhausted, right? And you just, you, you can't even think about doing work, right? This is typically like that 2 to 3 p.m. time when your eyelids feel like they're, you know, a he you know freaking 100 pounds and nothing you can do uh, will break you out of this drowsy daydream that you're, you know, kind of stuck in, right? Well, don't get me wrong, this is not a fun place to be. It sucks, like the, the pretty much the only thing I wanna do in that moment of time is lay down and take a nap, which actually is one of the things that you could do. So there's two things here. Obviously, if you're at work 
and you can't just break away and take a quick little cat nap. Um, that's totally reasonable. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully if you're allowed, you can at least get up and do a little activity, which would be the second option. Um, but if you have the ability to just break away for like 30 minutes from your work, go ahead, set a timer for 30 minutes and go lay down, go try to take a nap because sometimes a short little 15 minute nap, because I don't know if you're like me, but if I set a timer for 30 minutes, there's like a good 15 minutes where I'm not actually asleep. Um, and then, so I'm probably only getting about a 15 minute sleep there. Um, but nonetheless, that little 15 minute nap could be exactly what you need to reset your brain, refresh and come back to your work. So if you have the ability to do so, that is an option. The other option would be to get up and get active. So even if it's going out for a quick little walk, just standing up, maybe even doing a little workout, some push-ups, some sit-ups, some jumping jacks, whatever it may be. And this is just gonna help activate, once again, the brain. We're coming back to the exercise process and really flip that switch back on and really get you out of this um, drowsy daydream that we typically hit around you know, two to three o'clock. Um, it's, it's the worst, I, I hate it. Um, but aside from that, there's, those are pretty much the two best things that I have found for me, uh, in terms of that two to three o'clock time. Um, I will say there are some times where I notice that, uh, certain foods actually make that two to 3 PM a little bit worse than others. If I do have a lighter meal or something that's just pretty healthy, uh, for my lunch, it typically keeps me much more awake around the two to three phase than uh, if I was to eat something really, really heavy or, you know, just something that was not very healthy. Um, that will typically actually make me more tired around that two to 3 p.m. time. So anyways, if you deal with this, give either of those two things a try and just see if they work out for you. Now, the other thing that we can do is we can be very specific with our calendars or use some kind of a journal to track our tasks and our time. Because really at the end of the day, if you're not tracking what you need, you know, your time as well as the tasks that you need to get done, then eventually they're just going to get lost. You know, somewhere, some way, somehow one or another thing is going to get lost in the mix. If you're trying to keep everything in your head, especially with all of the tasks that we have to accomplish in our day-to-day -day lives, which typically is a lot, um, it's very likely that you're going to slip on a couple things and you're going to forget them and then it's going to be three days later and then you're going to remember them again. So really the best way to avoid that is to just write it down. I don't care if it's in a journal. I don't care if it's on a calendar. I really do like actually using both um, a calendar and a journal sometimes. Um, I'll use the journal for more like small tasks and then the calendar is like really big chunks of the day. Um, but however you want to use it, you have to track it or else it's gonna get lost. So get used to using a calendar. I mean, Google Calendar is literally free, uh, or you can just go purchase an old school calendar. And journals on Amazon are, I would imagine, extremely cheap, probably no more than $20 and probably no less than like $8. So uh, very accessible, very easy to use, and they can really be super, super beneficial in making sure that you don't forget some of the really important things that you have to do. Now. Last but not least on today's episode is going to be food and supplements because, of course, health, wellness, got to bring this in here. And uh, our brain 
obviously benefits from the things that we consume or can be hindered by the things that we're consuming. So uh, it's really important for us to make sure we're consuming the correct foods and supplements when it comes to cognitive health as well as cognitive performance, right? So being able to memorize things easier, to really uh, be more in tune with the stuff that we're learning and have our brains just turned on so that we're able to really pick up what everyone's putting down and to really be on top of stuff. So in terms of general brain health, uh, there's a few things that I really love to eat. Um, of course, once again, it all comes back to the basics of eating whole foods, right? These single ingredient foods that you find in nature, um, you know, fruits, vegetables, of course, are in here as well. I'm not really mentioning too many of them um, in my list, but I did want to just mention that fruits and vegetables are going to have benefit for the brain, especially like dark leafy greens. Uh, but in terms of some foods that I really like for brain health, First off is eggs. So eggs are in many ways like nature's multivitamin and they have a ton of benefit for our brain health. They have things like folate and choline in them, which are really beneficial for our brain health. And you got to think about it. An egg is literally the beginning of a life form, right? So it has to have some of these essential nutrients that are going to help develop the brain and the, you know the spinal cord and all of that of a developing uh, chicken, right? So these are literally like nature's multivitamins. I love these for brain health, and I typically eat eggs on a pretty normal basis. Now, another thing would be seafood, right? Seafood for their omega oils, right? So uh, things like salmon can be really good, uh, sardines as well. They can be very beneficial in having some omegas that are really beneficial for our brain health. Now, if you're a vegan or a vegetarian, there are other options like algae, like spirulina and chlorella. I love spirulina and chlorella, and even on top of that, spirulina has been shown uh, to benefit your mitochondria, which really benefit your energy production, and once again, energy production is super high in the brain. Actually, per, uh, per cell or something along those lines, we have a massive amount more, sorry, I'm totally butchering this, we have a larger amount of mitochondria based in our brain than in other parts of our body. For example, our heart is another area that has a large concentration of mitochondria, but our brain is also one that has a very large concentration of mitochondria because it uses a ton of energy, right? It only makes sense that a place that uses a ton of energy is gonna need those power plants that can crank out the energy and have the production there. So spirulina is really good at benefiting our mitochondria and promoting the health of our mitochondria. So I love spirulina for a ton of reasons, but that's definitely one of them. And then in terms of food, and this one's going to show up again in supplements, uh, it's the lion's mane mushroom. Lion's mane is incredible. <laughs> I, I'm going to chat a little bit more when I get to the supplements here, but uh, lion's mane is one of, uh, it, it might even be my favorite uh, thing to take for cognitive performance and brain health. There is uh, research as well as just, you know, a long, like, history of usage of lion's mane, uh, specifically in Asia and China, uh, where it's really been shown to help benefit uh, our brain and our cognitive performance and um, our axons and dendrites and all that good stuff. So uh, lion's mane is high on the list. And on top of that, you can actually consume lion's mane as a food. It's really tasty. 
You can cook it up in a pan. You can kind of like grill it or saute it like a meat. It does typically pull apart almost like a shredded pork or a shredded beef, which is really cool. And I've seen some people make really good um, uh, lion's mane tacos. And it's kind of like almost like shredded pork or shredded beef uh, tacos, which is really cool. Um, and just a nice way to consume a really brain healthy food. Now, in terms of supplements, there's many out there. Um, and of course, I don't have all of them listed. But a few of the ones that I typically use for kicking on my brain or just promoting brain health, uh, first and foremost, just got to put it out there, caffeine. I mean, <laughs> some people don't work well with caffeine. That's totally fine. Maybe it's not what works best for you. Um, and, you know, of course, a lot of people might have trouble with their adrenal glands and things like that. So yeah, coffee, caffeine might not be the best route for you. Um, but you know, if coffee is too strong, I would recommend trying like a matcha or a green tea. It's going to have lower levels of caffeine, but it is going to have L-theanine in it. Um, so this is going to be beneficial for turning our brain on and getting to work and staying productive. Um, this is obviously super well known and many people do consume coffee and caffeine, uh, but it's definitely worth listing. Uh, it's a hundred percent one of, one of the ways that I start my day. Uh, but be sure that you are drinking water before you drink coffee and uh, make sure that you are remineralizing afterwards because coffee definitely is a diuretic and can help strip the body of much needed hydration as well as minerals. So make sure you're staying up on top of that as well. Uh, the next thing would be B vitamins. So B vitamins typically are very beneficial for our energy levels. Um, so B vitamins are something that I might take in the morning. Uh, if I'm taking like a multivitamin, those will usually have them in there. Um, but I have tried just a like B vitamin complex. Uh, and that has been very beneficial in, yeah, just overall promoting um, energy levels. So maybe that can help combat the 2 to 3 p.m. slump that a lot of us go through. Um, but that might be something you want to look into. And then I had already mentioned spirulina. But once again, Spirulina, truly incredible for the brain. It's not going to be something that's just going to kick your brain on right away and give you a ton of energy. But in terms of the long term, uh, spirulina is going to be very beneficial for your brain, for the mitochondria, all throughout your body. Um, it's got a ton of vitamins and minerals as well. Um, so it's really just one of those superfoods, in my opinion. And, um, you know, I, I have I didn't mention I forgot to mention this earlier. But the one spirulina that I personally use is from Energy Bits. They have the best quality spirulina that I've ever come across personally. Um, and I've tried a lot of spirulina, like at least 10 to 15 different brands. And it is hands down my absolute favorite one. Um, so if you are going to try a spirulina, I highly recommend Energy Bits. I always have them linked in the description of the show. And you get a 20% discount just for being a listener to the show. So it's obviously... Um, a good idea to go ahead and give that one a try uh, and just see what you think. But definitely spirulina is a top supplement for me. It's one that I take literally every single day. Um, and then the next thing would be methylene blue with nicotine. So this is a, this is a, a, a kind of a controversial one, um, but I have taken methylene blue with nicotine in the past. And um, I think I actually recently ran out of it, but I use a brand called Tocoscriptions, I wanna say is what it's called. Um, but anyways, methylene blue, once again, is going to help benefit our mitochondria. So here we are again, mitochondria, 
super high concentration in our brain. And by taking methylene blue, we're going to be helping to support those mitochondria with their energy production. Now, the reason I have the one that is with nicotine, because you can just take the one that has methylene blue. That's absolutely something you can do. But the one with nicotine, and I really don't take this very often, but when I am in a pinch and I really need my brain to be on and focused and ready to go, this is my go-to, 100%. It is, it is one of the things that, you know, a lot of these supplements are beneficial kind of long-term, aside from like caffeine, for example, but methylene blue with the nicotine is something you're gonna feel in like 10 minutes, and your brain is gonna be kicked on. Now, for me, nicotine is, um, it's very strong. Like, I, I feel the effects very heavily, so I take the smallest dose possible, and I drink a lot of water with it um, to kind of help buffer that. But nonetheless, I can't lie. It is truly one of the things that just absolutely kicks your brain on. And on top of that, I think it's much better than some of the alternatives because um, as someone who's been in college, you see a lot of people who spend some really late, late nights studying using uh, things that they probably shouldn't. One of them definitely being Ritalin. And uh, yeah, I would highly recommend this over that for sure. Um, this is definitely going to be a much better option and uh, something that is also going to provide some value because the methylene blue is really good for your mitochondria. And then last but not least, in terms of supplements, I am going to have to include my lion's mane once again. I literally love, 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 love lion's mane. It is my, possibly my favorite medicinal mushroom to take, although I really do love all of them. Uh, but lion's mane was the one mushroom that I took for, I think it was, it might have been 60 days straight. I just really was wanting to see if I could see any effects with lion's mane. And so for 60 days, I just took it and took it and took it every single day. And sure enough, it was a noticeable difference for me. I literally was able to recall, you know, facts, information, names, all these different things much easier. It just felt effortless. Like it was always at the tip of my tongue. You know, I never had to go searching or thinking about, you know, oh man, do I remember that? And it was awesome because it was during while I was in college and it was definitely a huge benefit. Now, what was wild was after I stopped taking lion's mane, I actually noticed that, you know, my mind wasn't working as well, which come to find out later, uh, there are some studies that show lion's mane is effective when you're taking it, but once you stop taking it, you do have a decline um, of the benefits that lion's mane was providing. So lion's mane is one of those things that if you want to continue receiving benefits from it, you have to continue taking it, which is kind of a bummer, but honestly, it was really beneficial and it's one of my favorite mushrooms. Um, I really, really felt a difference with it. So it's something that I still regularly take. Um, there's multiple ways of taking it. Like I mentioned, you can cook, uh, cook lion's mane or... Honestly, um, I think an easier way of getting it is through maybe like a tincture or a powder. If you are getting a tincture or a powder, typically you want to get something that is dual extracted, which means that it has both the alcohol and the hot water extraction um, because certain components of the lion's mane are extracted only through alcohol and then some are only through hot water. So it is important to have the two of those. Of, of course, you want a reputable brand. Um, if you're looking for a tincture or a powdered form, 
typically someone like Four Sigmatic or Rainbow Mushrooms. That's R-A-I-N-B-O, no W at the end. Um, try to think. Ohm Mushrooms as well is a pretty good brand from what I can tell. Uh, that's literally just O-M. I've seen them at uh, Whole Foods a lot. And uh, personally, my favorite is going to be in the Mix Powder Drink from Organifi. Uh, so that one is called Pure, and it's got both lion's mane as well as uh, gut uh, beneficial, sorry, I'm like super tongue-tied here, uh, gut promoting properties in there as well. They have like apple cider vinegar, they have prebiotics as well. So you're kind of getting a gut and brain boost at the same time. Uh, once again, though, one of my big reasons for taking it is the lion's mane, and it's just a really enjoyable way to take lion's mane because... Not going to lie, a lot of these powders and tinctures are not going to be very tasty at all. Um, so they're not really the most enjoyable way of consuming lion's mane. Still absolutely effective and really beneficial. But hey, if I can take something that tastes good and has benefit, that's usually the route that I'm going to go. And on top of that, Organifi is a super, super reputable brand. Um, they do, they do third-party testing for glyphosate to make sure there is Truly no glyphosate on any of their products. They're 100% organic. And uh, they really just do all the work that I would hope a company would do in providing a really high quality product. So if you want to try out Lion's Mane uh, from Organifi, go ahead and check out the Pure Blend. It's a juice blend. And uh, as well, I'll have that linked in the description. And you get a, I believe it's a 15% discount with that one. So uh, feel free to check that out. But those are you know, a few ways in which you can get lion's mane. I've tried all of them and I like all of them. So um, truthfully, I don't care which route you go. I think those are all very like great brands to use. Um, once again, I'll just name those off. That's OM, OM Mushrooms, Rainbow Mushrooms. There's no W at the end of rainbow. Uh, Four Sigmatic is another really good one. And then the one that I use is Organifi. So those are going to be the main supplements I would use for like brain health and cognitive performance. Of course, there's a bunch of other ones out there like Ginkgo Bil Bilboa or whatever. Um, yeah, there's a ton out there that definitely provide benefit or, and are really beneficial uh, to cognitive performance. But these are the ones that I'm currently using and that I typically use. So these are the ones that I'm just including. But Anyways, that's going to do it for today's episode, y'all. I'm going to do a quick recap just so you can reference this part of the episode if ever you need to. So once again, starting with a good night's sleep, that's going to be the most important thing here in terms of having good cognitive performance. Number two is going to be uh, the choice between a morning ritual or not. I think it's very beneficial to have one, but make sure it's not eating up all of your day. Number three, the Pomodoro Technique and Parkinson's Law. Remember, Parkinson's law says a task will take up the amount of time that you give it. So knowing that, it is important for us to assess each task and understand how much time it's going to take and then apply the Pomodoro method in which we go ahead and uh, work in little segments, taking a short break in between, but these are completely uninterrupted, no distraction work segments that will help you get your tasks done quickly and effectively. Uh, and then number four is going to be uh, if you're exhausted around that 2 to 3 p.m. phase, uh, you're going to want to do one of two things. A, go for a really quick nap and try to sleep it out real quick. Or number two, 
get uh, get some exercise, get active, go for a walk, do some push-ups, do some sit-ups, whatever it takes for you to wake yourself up and then come back to your desk refreshed and ready to go. Uh, next is going to be to be very specific with your calendar and or journal, because remember, if you're not tracking something, eventually it's going to get lost. And then last but not least, we have the foods and supplements, which uh, for the foods were eggs, seafood, and lion's mane mushroom. Of course, dark leafy greens can also be in there. They're very beneficial for the brain. And last but not least for supplements, we have caffeine, B vitamins, spirulina, methylene blue with nicotine, and lion's mane mushroom. All right, y'all, that is going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I hope you received a ton of benefit from this episode and walk away feeling a little bit more productive. Um, Please go ahead and try some of these things out, especially that Pomodoro method uh, with obviously understanding the Parkinson's law, right? Uh, That has been so beneficial for me personally. So feel free to give these a try, see what you think. And if you receive any benefit from them, then I'm super happy to hear that. And uh, please feel free to share it with me if you do find some benefit. And also feel free to share this episode with a friend, family, or a loved one, or anyone who needs to hear this episode or this show. And also, if you haven't already subscribed, please do so so you don't miss any of these episodes. And leave a rating as well as a review if you have not already. I really appreciate that. And it also helps people find this show. It's a really quick and easy way for you to give back to this show. And aside from that, that's going to do it, y'all. I hope you had a really great time listening to this episode. I know I had a great time uh, researching and talking about it. But till next time, I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day and your week. And I will see y'all next Wednesday. As always, do everything with good intentions and connect to your elements. Much love to y'all and peace. This podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. Evan Roberts is not a medical professional, and this podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Statements and views expressed on this show are not medical advice. This podcast, including Evan Roberts and any guests on the show, disclaims responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained in this episode. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a medical professional. 